This is a Federal News Network podcast. On its first full day in office, the Biden administration has a plan IRS recently offered up to reorganize the agency around providing more modern services to taxpayers. The National Treasury Employees Union says it's relatively pleased with the Taxpayer First Act plan. The union represents at least 70,000 IRS employees. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, in part two of her interview, discusses why the plan could benefit IRS employees and expectations for other agencies heading into the new administration when she spoke with NTEU National President Tony Reardon. I think it's important to recognize that, you know, The IRS is still trying to make up for losing more than 33,000 employees between 2010 and 2020. You know, the IRS employees are involved in these sorts of things, making sure that the stimulus checks and payments get out to taxpayers. They are now engaged or soon will be engaged in the beginning of a uh, tax filing season, another one. And obviously, they are dealing with a pandemic like the rest of the country. I will underscore that Commissioner Reddick has commended IRS employees for stepping up. And I just want to say that uh, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with them because I believe the IRS employees have done an incredible job. Now, in terms of the Taxpayer First Act, I think one of the things that the IRS is interested in doing is breaking down the silos between business operating divisions. And I will tell you that I think if it is done properly, what it will do ultimately is it will provide employees more opportunity for career growth. It will provide a more seamless ability to move from one division to another. So, for example, if you are working in SBSE now, it's difficult, candidly, for an employee to move to uh, LBNI. But hopefully... By breaking down some of these silos, that is going to uh, eliminate some of that inability to move from one area to another. A few other questions for you about the Taxpayer First Act plan. What would the IRS plan mean for employee training? I know that's been a priority for NTEU. And then how did you all collaborate with the IRS on this particular plan? We have really pushed training because probably since about 2010, I remember early on, in in fact, I remember around 2013, the IRS had cut its training budget by 85%. And so training has suffered. The ability for employees to be sufficiently well-trained, I think, has really suffered. So providing more cross-training and, you know, making training available to employees, I think, is essential. And ultimately, I guess what I would say is that anything that gives employees more tools and resources to do their job is certainly welcomed by us. But what we do know is that all of the work that the Taxpayer First Act report from the IRS to Congress, all of that work that's contained in there that they're going to be doing, it requires funding. And so we're going to be uh, encouraging Congress to fund it because in the end, it's good for employees, it's good for the agency, it's good for taxpayers and the country. Now, in terms of what role NTEU played, you know, we certainly talked to the IRS and ultimately what we did is we provided a report after we had gone out to our members and to our chapter leaders and said, hey folks, we have an opportunity here to raise some issues 
And so, in fact, we did that, and we provided a report to the IRS that enumerated our ideas and, and thoughts about uh, what the IRS could focus on in the uh, Taxpayer First Act. And you felt like they were pretty amenable to some of your recommendations? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I'll go back to, I'll go back to training. I mean, I think that the IRS feels that training is something that has to really be focused on, and they appear very interested. And I will say they spent a considerable amount of time talking to us. So I do think that they are open to uh, our, our views and our suggestions. I will tell you that uh, I have had personal communications with the commissioner, with Commissioner Reddick, and he has indicated to me that he agrees that it's one thing to, you know, at a high level talk about collaborating and, and communicating about these issues, but now we move into a process of actually sitting down and, and working on, on specific issues, and he has indicated a willingness and a hope to do that. So I certainly take him at his word, and I, and I think we will be engaged in some conversation you know, in order to uh, do some of these things. Just wanted to shift gears a little bit and ask you about priorities for the Office of Personnel Management in this new administration. What would you like to see from them? What would you like to see perhaps change in the next couple of years with that agency? Yeah, boy, I think first and foremost, we want to see a rescinding of all OPM guidance and regulations related to the uh, executive orders, the May 2018 executive orders. There are several regs to be rescinded that were clearly anti-employee. And I would say uh, rescission of the ban on diversity training, which I think is just very wrong-minded. And what I'm about to say, candidly, I think is so incredibly basic, but I feel the need to say it given some of the things we've experienced over the last four years. We need an OPM director who is qualified for the job and respects the civil service. As you know, OPM went through four different OPM directors under uh, President Trump. And we want OPM to be involved in cabinet-level discussions. I'm not suggesting that they are in the cabinet, but I am suggesting that they be involved in cabinet-level discussions. So before we wrap up, I think I have to ask you about the 2018 executive orders. The expectation, obviously, is that they'll be repealed in the new administration. But what else does NTEU have to do to maybe deal with the aftermath of those EOs? You know, our ULP grievances that we have over executive order provisions, they've got to be resolved somehow. And those grievances were filed because agencies like the EPA and really notably HHS engaged in uh, surface bargaining. So those agencies put Trump executive order based proposals on the table as, as what I guess I would call take it or leave it proposals. The bottom line is that there was absolutely no good faith bargaining that was done. So what we're hoping is that these can be resolved by the agency going back to the table and negotiating in good faith. And, you know, that is something that we're going to be pushing for and hopefully it will happen. 
Tony Reardon, National President of the National Treasury Employees Union, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. There's much more to the interview. Find it in its entirety at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.